Welcome to Backishes, I'm Sal. And I'm Ben. Today, in honor of our 104th episode, which is technically two full years worth of Backishes, we're talking about one chapter from the Crossover Classics Collection. This is the first time Marvel and DC crossed over universes and characters. Wow. And so, I thought, like a storybook, I'm going to pick one chapter, because this collects like four chapters. Do they release these all at the same time? Uh, no, they came one after the other. Okay. Like, over the years. Okay. I think in, like, 1976 or whatever, the first one came out, which was Superman vs. Spider-Man, and it was called Superman vs. Spider-Man. And the idea was, um, Marvel and DC didn't do anything together before. Like, they were, they knew each other, they were all, they were based out of the same city, mm -hmm. uh, and I think the idea was that one time, like, some guy came to Stan Lee, and then... Uh, DC publisher Carmine Infantino. I was waiting for Falcone. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. This was... I love the names of these guys. Carmine Infantino and Stan Lee were at a party somewhere and somebody suggested, hey, why don't you take your two most popular characters and make a movie about them fighting? A movie? Yes. Oh, wow. And... Stan was like, well, my Spider-Man character is, in, is right now involved in a series of TV movies that are sure to go far. And it's fucking horrible. They're horrible. I've never even heard of oh my God. a thing. They're, they're live-action Spider-Man, like, mini-movies. I want to see Christopher Reeve's Superman talking to Spider-Man. I mean, I can't now. Yeah, no, clearly. but that would be cool. Like, I mean, you could watch a fan trailer where they did that. There's, like, a million of those. Yeah, fan trailers. People, like, cool. did fan cuts. They've done, like... Chris Reed Superman fighting Michael Keaton Batman. They've like wow. recut the Batman vs Superman trailer with those characters, and you're oh, like, okay, I see that now. <laughs> yeah, I would 1990 do that. Yeah, okay, you people with time travel, that's what you should get. <laughs> Fuck Kennedy or Hitler. You go back and you <laughs> Look, make that. That's happen. the thing. We need these things to happen because that's how history. Yeah, exactly. Went. Those are important. You can't change that. No, you it's can true. Change. Yeah, Unless... that doesn't really affect anything. Unless they were already changed. <gasps> yeah, what if they were garbage? <laughs> and they're like, don't. Then how do we get Batman and Robin? What the crap? Anyway. Yeah, fix that, time travelers. So they were busy making movies, and so they're like, I know, I have an idea. How about a comic book? We publish those. Why don't we make a comic book where they cross <laughs> We can over. do that very easily and cheaply. Yeah. Much easier than a movie. Who yeah. publishes it, though? That's an interesting question. Mm. Um, they both, like, share the duties. Uh, the quest They, like, used a... They used one of their printers and like they split the costs and stuff, but like mm. it was a Marvel DC co-production. But not the first one, by the way. They they had they had teamed up one other time, and it was for the MGM Wizard of Oz comic book adaptation of the movie. Marvel and DC. Why did they team up? Who the fuck knows? But no one of them could get the rights. Right? Oh, yeah, we gotta get in on this Wizard of Oz shit that came out fifty years ago. Like. I don't know. It'll be huge! Yeah, it'll, yeah, listen. The resurgence of Wizard of Oz is going to hit. And when it does, you and me, we're going to be on the ground floor. I don't know. But in any case, Stan Lee and Carmine Infantino were like, let's do this. And so they were like, let's take our most popular characters, Spider-Man and Superman, have them fight, team up, and then... Yeah. Even though they can't possibly fight... Nope! Or Spider-Man would be vaporized or torn asunder yeah. like, in a second. But that's the thing, like... That's what blows my mind. I remember when like I was first getting into comics, and they're like, "Oh well, if you want to see the first crossover, it's Spider-Man versus Superman." And I'm like, "What? 
I understand you put the word versus in there, but clearly that's not the case. Yeah, and like I was a hardcore Spider-Man fan. I'm like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> not only that, but like, why them? Like, why yeah. not Batman versus Spider-Man? Why not Superman versus I don't know Thor or Captain America or something? But no, they were those were the most popular characters at the time. Right, and it was Literally, also they're just the most popular. Just the most popular. Yeah. I remember they were like worried that they both had the same color costumes, oh and so God. they had and yeah, the same the color problem. villains. Yeah, the well, no, the color oh, sorry, no, Lex, too close. Lex didn't have a power suit at that totally Lex had a power. Oh no, Lex definitely had a power suit at that time. Like the fact is, it's 1976. It's pre-crisis. It's pre-billionaire industrialist Luthor. So this oh, wow. Luthor is like a mad scientist, evil genius, like villain of the week. He's still the arch nemesis of Superman, but he he sucks. He's got doomsday plans. He's got mm-hmm. giant robots. And, like, this is the book where you're like, fuck, this is awesome. And you think to yourself, like, you know, today in 2016, people are like, how do you make Superman relevant? It's like, well, how about you fucking try writing him interestingly? <laughs> Back then, I get why people thought Superman was boring. Mm. Because in this, at this time, yeah. they got Jerry Conway to write it because Jerry Conway had written Spider-Man and Superman books. So they're like, we'll get Jerry, he's written both characters, he gets both characters. And that's true and fair, and Jerry Conway's portrayal of Superman in this is, Superman doesn't save the day immediately, only be- his conflict, Superman's obstacle, right. is that he doesn't know all the details of the nefarious plot yet. If he had them, he would defeat the villain. That's like the only obstacle that Superman has. That's right. his path of figure out what like, to do yet. Yeah, his problem is he doesn't know the future. That is the only <laughs> thing that gets in Superman's fucking way in this fucking story. Okay. Is Superman and he is such a douche. Like 1976 Spider-Man, he is Spider-Man. He's a kid. His he like Gwen's dead. The Green Goblin's dead, which is why he's not the villain in this. Mm-hmm. We got to get the top villains. And so since Green Goblin's dead and he's never coming back for her uh <laughs> At this point, Dead was dead at Marvel. They went to the next Bex guy, which was Dr. Octopus. Okay. And okay, they're both scientists. Yeah. And it's actually kind of funny if they had done Green Goblin and Lex Luthor, because Lex Luthor hadn't yet become a billionaire industrialist, but Green Goblin already was one. And so it would have, you know, and they had the same color schemes. Mm. No, he's dead. Well, that would have been a problem. That would have been, it would have confused everybody. <laughs> so they did this, this, this crossover where... They were the where they created the trope that everybody knows, which is right. they invented it right here. This is it. This is the ground floor for every superhero like crossover between companies ever, right. which was the heroes meet, they have a misunderstanding, they fight to a standstill, and then they team up to battle mutual villains who got along perfectly well before the problem started. So we can blame Jerry. Yes. Well, we can blame a lot of people. I mean, like, look. I, you can't really judge it too harshly. And the no. reason for that is because they had no basis for comparison. Yeah. They had no idea what to do. And they were just so genuinely excited to do it. This was originally, when they, when they, when in the original format that it was presented, right. in, in the thing, they were just so excited to be like, look! Look at this! Spider-Man! It's on the same fucking page! That's, that's a big fucking deal. And even as a kid in the 80s, I was like, this is a big deal! Oh, question. Yeah. What city does this take place in? It mm. takes in both cities. In this universe, in this story, there's no universe bullshit. Okay. They just never it's, ran into each other. It's just Earth. It's just Earth. Okay. Metropolis is in, uh, and New York is over there. 
And New York's in New York. And Metropolis is in some it's state. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they never make any reference to, like, how they never met before or it, anything. It sounded like you said Metropolis is in Canada. Him. Sure, maybe and I was it like, is. I don't, I don't no. like, that would be really funny. Because who the fuck goes to Canada? Right. <laughs> Kidding. Originally, it was, pre- it was presented by Carmine Infantino and Stan Lee. But then in the later reprints, they said edited by. But I loved it because they were just like, ta-da! Like, look Here's what we did! <laughs> so, of course, it was written by Jerry Conway, who, by the way, wrote the fucking Death of Gwen Stacy. So this dude oh, wow. knows how to write fucking Spider-Man shit. Nice. And drawn by Ross Andrew, but inked by Dick Giordano, who had inked a bunch of amazing things. And did a lot of the cleanups and stuff. He's a great fucking creator. But uh, Dick Giordano is also, notably, uh, Neil Adams's inker. Ross Andrew drew this, and he does a respectable job. Oops. Not bad. And when they sent the pages to uh, Giordano to be inked, uh, naturally they would come across Neil Adams' desk, and Neil was like, that Superman looks kind of shitty. And then he would erase it and then draw his own Superman. Oh, So shit. it wasn't revealed until well after the fact, <laughs> but the reason why the book looks half as good as it does is because Neil fucking Adams drew most of the Superman stuff. That's cool. And I guess... He just did that for free. He just he I assumed to be doing yeah, that. What are you doing, Neil? <laughs> no, he and also, his checks. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, why wouldn't you just call them and say, like, why didn't you just ask me to do it? As well do it? And I think the idea he was only wants to draw Superman. I think the idea was that Ross had drawn both characters, and so like, oh, he'll do a great job. Right. And it's right. true, he did. And then do we both only characters. have to write one paycheck. Yeah. And we don't want to have. Yeah, we don't want to have two people writing on the same. It'll get confusing. Yeah. This book has prologues and chapters. And, uh... Is it, was this one issue, or one, is it multiple issues? No, it's one full issue. Okay. But with multiple, like, yeah, chapters in it. Okay. So, was each chapter its own, like, little book that came out? I mean, out like, this is, this is the first chapter, and then this is chapter two, and, you know, it's So like, this was, like, an extra long book. When it yeah. was published, you got a thing. You got, like, an actual kind of graphic novel. That's cool. Okay, cool. Better way to read it. Yeah. Did it, uh, did it, were, did people freak out? Was this, I think like, they a, did. an event? It was I an mean, event. I mean, you weren't alive. No, I wasn't alive in 1906. Yeah, like, well, let me tell you, because I don't fucking know, but, like, uh, yeah, my only exposure to this was this volume, which I never had, and then, because I'm like, I'm a comic book YouTuber now, I just fucking bought it. I'm like, I'm gonna buy this, and then I'm gonna love it, and some of it I really enjoy, and some of it I'm like... (sighs) (sighs) Uh, So, let's get into the nitty-gritty of this crossover... Superman battles Lex Luthor, who is piloting a giant robot and threatening to destroy the city. And then they go to the ocean because, like, they're you know, Superman's like, "Oh, I gotta get you away from the city." And uh, Lex is like, "Yeah, I'm piloting my robot, which has, which is powered by levers (laughs) and dials." And it's just like, "What the fuck? It's 1976. Spider-Man's girlfriend. He killed her with his webbing." Meanwhile, Superman's fighting automatons with levers and lasers. Like, I, but, I, but my point is, I get why people were like, Superman is fucking boring. Because yeah. you know what he is in this? Really boring. Mm. It's, it's, How can you call him that? He's battling a giant robot. Look at this! That's super cool! Like, look at this! Look at these action why figures fighting! Even, like, why doesn't he just beat this robot like immediately? It's like, is this robot made of some metal that he can't hurt? Not really! No, it's not like there's no kryptonite or anything. He's legitimately just like, oh! And I think it's because the, the, the robot's in the middle of the city. Right. So and he's like, I can't just knock it over or hit right. a building. And uh, so he's like, I gotta roll with the punches. Because Superman is basically like... 
throughout the whole book, he's like, Okay, chum, I'm here. Don't worry, I just haven't figured it out yet. But when I do, then I'll save the day. Step aside. Like, he's just such an insufferable, pompous windbag in this whole book. <laughs> Superman defeats Lex Luthor, but not before Lex uh, launches some other nefarious scheme away. He's like, no, I better launch my other scheme that I keep stored in my first scheme, like plan B, and get rid of that. And, uh, you know, he fights Superman by, like, shooting him with red sun radiation, which at this point, uh, red sun radiation would depower Superman, but if a human were exposed to red sun radiation, it would give them powers like unto Superman. What? Why is... Because it's the opposite. With That's red a great sun fucking radiation. question. He doesn't do that. No, he has. It needs to be ridiculously circuitous. It no, can't just be. I won't right. stoop to Superman's level. Yeah, well, I'm, I will be defeat him with my vast intellect. Exactly. Not with you my... know what's smart? Blasting yourself with red sun radiation. <laughs> Superman immediately defeats Luther and then puts him in jail. Uh, Spider Man then has his own adventure where Doctor Octopus and his cronies are robbing some warehouse. Spider Man tries to defeat Doctor Octopus. He gets his ass kicked. He tries to sell some like. Photos to the bugle, which of course by Spider-Man standards was, I'll put my SLR in a corner of the warehouse, yep. put it on auto-snap, and then try and move the fight in front of the lens. <laughs> and that's how his whole career is launched, which is why any notable photographer in any comic book where Spider-Man features is like, Parker, I don't know how you have a career. Because your photos are shit. They're horrible. You have a thousand terrible shots, one decent one. If you could just be there and take the... I don't understand why... Like, it's like you're not even there. Right, like, you clearly it's, have some kind of special access because you have any pictures at all. Yeah. But you couldn't be you bothered to do, to take like, one. a good job. Yeah, well, he got it for Christmas, and he never really figured out how the camera works. Right. That's a, <laughs> I just kind of do this a whole lot. <laughs> That's amazing. They're just looking at the cover of the, of Daily, the, Bugle, of the yeah. Daily Bugle, and Spider-Man's looking at it like, oh, wow, my automatic camera has been out of synchronization. Oh, no. photo well, looks like crap. Like, he didn't know what photos <laughs> he was submitting. No, he brings... No, that, that's Jameson's problem. Spider, uh, Peter Parker shows up and he's like, JJ, I got a, I got shots of Spider-Man saving the, the warehouse from, from Doc Ock. And JJ goes like, Robbie, scrap page one, run the best looking shot from this role. <laughs> Robbie's like, okay. And the best one is Spider-Man's shoulder. And he's like, duh! And you know Robbie Robertson was just like, okay, Jonah. I'll just do what I'm told. Well, no, he's like, fuck you, Jonah. Like, don't run your newspaper like that. Yeah. And uh, Jonah basically throttles Peter, and then Peter basically complains about how no one appreciates him. By the uh, way, Peter looks exactly like the cartoon show. Him and Mary Jane and Iceman. Oh, I'm sorry. No, not not Mary Jane. What's her face? Uh, Firestar. Thank you. Yeah. Is uh, are they married? At they this are point? dating. They're dating. Yeah, because Gwen is dead, so now they could date, but they're not married. They don't get married for another ten years. Oh wow. Okay. Did but, Gwen uh, just die? Pretty much. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, he moves fast. Long. Oh no. Uh, it, it. I think it actually takes place somewhere. No, it must be before the Clone Saga, because yeah. like. He, he really seals the deal with her after that clone saga. Okay. In any case, uh, Spider-Man, uh, you know, he, he's going to go out on a date with Mary Jane, and he's like, oh, and he bitches and moans, and then he sees this blimp in the sky, and he ditches Mary Jane to go fight Dr. Octopus again. When he knows he's on the blimp? Uh, he he basically he, I think he put a spider tracer on him. Oh. So he's like, oh, the way Spider Man spider tracer works is it actually works in sync with his spider sense. He like tunes it to be like the same frequency. Mm-hmm. So when it comes in proximity to him, his spider sense will go off. Oh. Here's an art question: They're drawing him with these like web like wing things under his arm. Yeah. How how 
Like, have since they always the, done that? Since the very beginning, since Amazing Fantasy 15, Spider-Man has had armpit webbing. Helps him oh. glide. Yeah. Does he still have that? No. Okay. When Some, did they get rid of that? They got... Uh, artists, I've never noticed it. No, it's yet. funny. Some artists like to draw it, and some don't. Yeah. McFarlane, I think he drew it sometimes, but for the most part, like... As Spider-Man got more modern, mm-hmm. like, I know Bagley did not draw that shit. Okay. Like, around the Eric Larson era, they were like, screw that. Like, why? Why is he... Tell them Glide? Which is true. He does yeah. use them to glide. Well, that's yeah. a practical he's, reason. He's like a flying squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> or a spider that uses web to glide, which spiders can do. Really? Oh, not yeah. under their armpits, though. No. Well, no. Well, they also the don't legs. shoot their webbings out of their wrists. They don't technically have armpits. <laughs> sure, no. They really don't shoot their webbing at all. For the most part. Not to, like, swing. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, Spider-Man defeats Doc Ock, and then they send Doc Ock to the same prison they sent Les Luthor to, because it's a supervillain prison. Uh, and that's where they would go. What the crap is Peter Parker wearing here? He's Sorry, wearing a little sweater. Just, what, but what? what is that pattern? It's just a pattern. I've seen a black shirt. I feel like, like I've seen that sweater before. Yeah, it's like a ski. On him. It's a squee, ski sweater. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I have yeah. a sweater very similar to that. When they put Doc Ock in prison, they like deactivate his arms. Okay. They didn't so he, just that's a good take idea. them off? No, they're fused to his spine. They can't, like, t- take... They can't rip them out, but they can, like, turn them off. Can't they just detach the arm parts from the body part? They take, like, no. Because, like, that seems like it would be well, the easiest fix for Doc Ocupus. Uh, just, like, Sp- Superman comes up with that idea later. But, uh, for the most part, they, they just say, like, they deactivated my arms. And they don't make any... Ten- this is the whole book, by the way. It's just, like... And then they do this. Oh, you take it on the cuff. And then they just, well, they make never, they, they make no attempt to explain why things happen. So, uh, Doc Ock's arms are deactivated and Lex Luthor and Ock, like, talk across the cell from each other, like, mm-hmm. blast that Superman! Like, oh, sounds like you've got a, a red, white, and blue problem, too. Why you, yeah. So what do you say we team up? And Lex, like, okie dokie. And then he, 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 like, sets off some sonic emitter that, like, knocks everybody out, including Ock. Uh, well, not, that doesn't knock him out, but, like, it incapacitates him. He's like, no, nah, I can't do anything. Lex gets himself out, and then he, uh, uses, and then he gets Doc Ock his arms back, or his arms are reinstated, and then... I just flipped the switch. In the yeah, and then he, yeah, he can't just can't reach it. <laughs> and, no, I'm chubby, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then Lex Luthor rides Dr. Octopus to safety. <laughs> it's one of my favorite images in the book. He just climbs on Doc Ock's he back. He just climbs on his fucking back. And then they both, like, ah! <laughs> He's, he's giving him a fucking piggyback ride. That's amazing. Yeah. Every single villain problem would be solved if they were just put in solitary confinement. Oh, yeah. Well, because you mean... So they couldn't work so they together? wouldn't cross well, over? Well, no, because they could still have their, like, friends or whatever, like, come get them. Yeah, like, which if they I do. go in jail, like, you break me out. Yeah, yeah. but they wouldn't be able to communicate in jail. Yeah. No, and they wouldn't be able to, like, hatch their scheme, which would affect their surroundings if they had no surroundings. Right. Then there's, like, this science expo or this convention of uh of space technology okay and uh oh, please tell me the fantastic four don't show up <laughs> no one but spider-man and superman show up in this book hmm. okay clark kent and lois lane are covering it for the daily planet and peter parker's ta- like covering it because he likes to go he just wants to see it he's hmm. not taking pictures for he the brought his paper. camera and like jonah's there and jonah's like you should take some pictures and peter parker gives him a real hard time because he's like, I've never stood up to that old skin flint. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. And you're like, what? I'm going to give him a piece of my mind because I want to work? No, it's more like you're a dick. Like, he was just a dick to him earlier in the book. Oh, by throttling him. Well, yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, I mean, Parker's a tool. Well, that's debatable. 
who cares about all that shit? They mentioned some, like, stupid satellite which could, if used... Uh, alter weather patterns, which I think the idea was that, like, optimistically, it would be able to, like, help stop tornadoes and stuff. Ah. But in the wrong hand... No! What if? Uh, what if it happens in this very story? So, uh, then Superman shows up and vaporizes Mary Jane and Lois Lane. Yeah, what the fuck? He what? shows up and he just... He just goes, ha ha! <laughs> For no reason at all. But, because... I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation. Yeah, but, and Clark is there, so you know it's not Superman. But Peter Parker sees... Oh, Clark is there? Yeah, Clark oh. is there. He's like, oh, Great moons of Krypton! What am I going to do about this? I don't quite know how this is solved yet, but don't worry, I'll solve it because I'm perfect. Uh, so, there's a cute moment where uh, Parker is running past Clark and he says like, Where's the phone booths? And Clark's like, over there. And Spider-Man's like, okay. And he runs over to them. And it's just a row of phones. Like, there's no booths. Right. And he's like, oh! I can't change here. <laughs> so then they change, and uh, so, okay, so Spider-Man sees Superman do that. So he assumes Superman, and by the way, neither of them assume that Mary Jane and Lois Lane are dead. <laughs> Even though Even though they clearly were atomized. They've yeah. been vaporized. I mean, it's fucking insane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I just saw Superman show up, and I'm Superman, so something's out of place. So yes. maybe they're not dead. Yeah, but right. Spider-Man doesn't think that. That's true. No. So, or well, shouldn't. Well, I he, guess and I'd be worried either way. Well, he says, like, Superman, what have you done with Mary Jane? Oh. Uh, and by the way, Mary Jane is not... I like... vaporized her. You just saw me. <laughs> vaporized her Far out? Far out. It's really you. Superman. Correct, Web Slinger. I've heard reports about you. Oh, so they know of each other. They, they've heard of each other, okay. but they've never met. And the idea here being that, like, Superman atomized Lois and Mary Jane, right. so that's why Spider-Man can be pissed at Superman. Right. But, and, but, but then he's like, far out, it's you! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I've got a bone to pick with you. That's right. Yeah. But seriously, you shouldn't have killed those two people. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, he's still like, well, it's Spider-Man. He's also saying... What it, have you done with them? Yes. Really he, do, he, he says it later. Yeah. But, uh, but Superman doesn't trust Spider-Man because Spider-Man has been maligned in the news and ah. the cops are always after him the cops are especially so after him believes everything he reads pretty much yeah, well he also writes all that stuff because yeah. he's a reporter so uh, he's writing bashing pieces on yeah he's like Spider-Man. spider-man so it's batman v superman <laughs> and then it's revealed that lex Luthor impersonated superman he just put on a superman mask he put on a superman How mask he, fly? he has a little jetpack oh and uh, again no red sun radiation Just, no where that's but that fly. comes into play immediately so uh <laughs> don't worry by the way lex Luthor didn't vaporize lois lane and mary jane he used a teleportation ray which he fashioned behind the mask so it looked like ray He's beams out of his eyes and that transported lois and mary jane to their hideout then because they know that spider-man would be destroyed by superman they shoot him with red sun radiation Oh, okay. So those two cool. will kill each other. Got it, okay. So right, I'm on board. Weekend. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I feel strong and powerful. You know what? And Superman at this point is arriving to like, try and reason with him. He goes, you know, Spider-Man, I've been thinking since I'm so great and know everything. Perhaps we should team up. And Spider-Man's like, fuck you, kapow, <laughs> and fucking lays him out. Uh, and nice. Superman's like, zounds! <laughs> Uh, and of course, because we we the, they went through like several meetings where they're like, okay, everybody has to have a cool shot. Everybody mm-hmm. has to get one one punch in. No one can look better than the other. Mm-hmm. No one can be right or wrong. Like they both have to be equally mistaken. And one right. of the, like, but Spider Man can be a little dumb. 
Because he's more fallible. No, well, he's a teenager. He's, and and yeah. he's Superman not, he's a, is a man. He's a 20-something, but, like, he's a college student. But, yeah, Superman's a man who's the best ever. And this is where you can see, like, oh, my God, that's Neil fucking Adams. Like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I love this page, because just Spider-Man punching Superman, and you're like, what?! Seeing that out of context, you're like, no way. Yeah. What is Do- happening? And then Doc Ock is like, hey, can I see that, uh, that Red Red yeah, Asian? Why did we just shoot ourselves with that and beat the shit out of Superman? <laughs> Doc Ock is more reasonable than Lex Luthor in a big bad way in this book. Superman's like, that's enough out of you, Spider-Man. I'm going to punch you so hard. And then he's like, wait, if I punch him really hard, I'll kill him. I better, I better pull back. And it's like, Superman doesn't punch Spider-Man. But the force of his punch that he's about to give him is so hard that it blows Spider-Man just across the... air the, that just the, moving in front of his Just fist. the air knocks Spider-Man across the like the city like a hurricane. And you're like... And kills oh, him. Jesus man. fucking Come Christ. On. All right, Superman. Get your, That's how strong Superman is. He's so... Yeah, weird. Superman, he's what the fuck ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So well, then, I guess he can move the Earth out of he orbit can, Yeah, that's shit, the thing. He's pre-Christ so. Superman. He's legitimately able to move, like, moons. And then... The, the radiation wears off. Oh. And so then Spider-Man just has to stop. Well, he, like, he basically says, like, you better tell me where Mary Jane is, and he's punching him, like, over and over again. And then he's like, how? <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? So it's like punching iron. Yeah, and Superman's like, okay, have you worn yourself out yet, kiddo? And Spider-Man's like, all right, I, you, you could slaughter me. So then they team up. You know, they're like, okay, let's team up. To do what? They don't even know what they're supposed to do. Like, no, they immediately... To find the girls! No, they immediately assume it's Lex Luthor. <laughs> okay. And we better so, go talk to Lex. He's usually behind Yeah, so they go to, like, his his hideout in this warehouse, and it's a death trap, and then they get... Uh, he didn't, like, leave a clue. No. They didn't do anything nope. clever. They're it's just like, Superman's really like, it's check. probably Lex Luthor. Let's go. So he does, and, then, and it is. And, uh, you know, Lex and... Uh, Lex and Doc Ock are like, yep, we fucking stole the girls and eat it. And then they're like, damn it. So then they... So, and you'll never find them because we've killed them. Oh, they don't tell them where they are? Well, no, they don't tell them where they are, but, like, Spider-Man's like, wait a minute! Like, they have a computer that they're using, I can use it to trace where, they, where they're where they going. i young, I understand technology. Yep, and then Superman's like... Let me just get these punch cards and... <laughs> it basically is like that. I've got, I've and, got a uh, whole lot of tape to go through. But then, you know, Lex Luthor's like, fuck that! Like, self-destruct and the stuff explodes but superman uses his superness to reconstruct the computer exactly as it was and then spider-man uses the computer. wait wait fucking what wrong it's super speed using my photographic memory and i can oh, reassemble the computer memory. from the smallest circuit up in the time it takes you to blink an eye fucker because <laughs> legitimately he just gives him this shit-eating grin like uh, okay the explosion that blew it up might have broken something right like a chip yeah or but a Sp- wire. Well, can fix them ah oh, just fused there he, yeah you can use his heat vision to weld them yeah uh, so okay just jumping back to final crisis then when superman is able to build the miracle machine miracle machine they've already previously established that he has a photographic memory although it is can... technically post-crisis grant morrison didn't give a shit so that is all superman he got to keep that one God yeah damn it they never said he didn't have his photographic memory anymore that's so right he still and occasionally he will use it yeah but not like that uh so then they go to mount kilimanjaro and fight a bunch of african warriors oh shit then superman juggles their warriors yes yeah uh, so then 
they use that radiation again, and they shoot it into one of the warriors, and they have to fight that wait, warrior. Wait. So they're like, oh, you actually could do a feat of strength. Well, no, no, no. Well, we're changing the deal. Well, no. Actually, you can't. Well, then Lex and, and, and Doc Ock are like, shoot another one of those guys with our oh. red sun radiation thing. They're there? Yeah. Well, they have an underground base. How did they get there so fast? Well, they have a teleportation gun. Oh, but they didn't use right. it. They have a spa- they have a spaceship and stuff. So why don't they just teleport Superman and Spider Man like to the away? sun? Away? I don't know. Yeah, I'm here. He kills mm-hmm. No, Spider-Man. no time. We gotta move on with the story. So they fight this guy for no reason, and then they go to the fucking the the, the base where they've like realized. It, okay, the base well, now, is now they're in space. It looks like yeah. Then they go to space. This book goes from the lowest oceans <laughs> to the highest reaches of our atmosphere. Okay. Uh, okay. So like. <laughs> That's how epic it's How fucking is. nuts is this book? It's, it's very nuts. Well, because it's, it's it's taking, like, the street-level character Spider-Man and, like, the, you know, globe-hopping adventures of Superman. I'm trying to put them together. Yeah. Just cram them together. Mm-hmm. Lex and Doc Ock move into the old Injustice Gang floating headquarters in space. Oh. And, uh... They take control of that satellite. It's a lot like Skylab. That's a different... That's, that is probably Skylab. No, that's the... That's like the satellite they were talking about, the like the weather satellite. Oh. They're controlling it using Lex Luthor's Plan B from earlier in the book, which he affixes to the Injustice Gang's floating headquarters. And then they use the satellite, and Lex is like, "And what I'll do with it is I will use it to kill everybody. Use like changing the weather. I'm going to create like typhoons and hurricanes and monsoons and shit." Right. And uh, okay, you don't take the world over by killing everybody. Oh well, Lex does. Cause fuck everybody. Him. No, Lex is like a crazy asshole, and like oh, he's doing it too. He's creating the storm right now. Yeah, it's and mm. uh, they use Sonics to knock out Superman for some reason. And they just cut the atm- they, they just cut the oxygen levels to Spider-Man's spaceship, which is also a Injustice Gang spaceship, so that's why Lex has access to it. So then when they arrive, like so then they just they just pull their bodies into this into the you know space station and not kill them immediately, so they can reveal their nefarious plan. Uh, I need to back uh, up for just a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman's flying out in space. Yep. Lex Luthor hits him with this beam. Yep, and then that's says, the sonic beam. I used ultra frequency sonics in that laser probe. Uh, okay, it's space. So there there's are there's no, no there's no sound. No. Just uh, use a regular laser. No, yeah, just no, you, see, you, you know, you see I shot a jet of air that had the sonics in it. Yeah. Right. And then it and hit it, him. Did, it somehow didn't immediately expand in all directions when it entered space. Yeah. Well, because it, it's is, a gun. <laughs> Lex Luthor is I'm a, really smart. <laughs> Lex Luthor's a super genius and a mad scientist, so he should know that. Spider-Man is also a budding scientist. Yeah. He should be like, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, but Superman's a dummy. This is what cause... happens when people who don't know science write books with super smart scientists in them. It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, alright. So then they... Moving on. But like, and it's so funny because all they had to do was just knock out Spider-Man and have Superman go like, release my friend or right. whatever. But they don't. And then they turn off the gravity. Why don't they just hit Superman with the red, crypt, red sun laser yeah. that they already established weakens him? I know. They okay. don't. Okay. So they turn off the gravity, which renders Spider-Man's webbing useless because it's just like it goes everywhere. Yeah, that's clever. That's yeah. good. How does that not do anything? What? What? I mean, it's still webbing. You turn off the gravity, he can still propel it and then like pull himself to things. No, because like once he shoots it, there's no like there's well, nowhere sh- for it. If he shoots it, he would go away from it in the opposite direction, which he does. So that would be a problem. Doc Ock then uses his arms because he's like affixed to one spot, and he's like ah. So, like, while they're floating around, he's, like, grabbing them and smashing them into each other. And then Superman's like, fuck that. <laughs> just grabs his arms and does, like, a little whip crack. And then rips out two of his arms. 
And breaks his glasses because he's a nerd. <laughs> and then he pours his lunch on him. Yeah. Wow. And he gives him a wedgie. And then he dips his head lungs. in a toilet and gives him a swirly. Yeah. Eventually he I don't care the that they're attached to your spine. And his glasses are floating around, and Doc Ock then has this emasculating scene where he's like, My glasses! I can't see without them! And then Lex is like, Fear not, Octavius! I'll get your glasses! And he, like, jumps off the wall and, like, catches them in midair, but they're broken. And he's like, Egads! I can't see without my glasses! Oh my god, and then they're all broken. And then they're all broken. Oh so, no, they're broken! <laughs> so... What did you bring a spare? No. Every villain is supposed to bring a spare set of glasses when they go into space. Why didn't you bring a spare? I'm killing everyone on Earth. No, there will be no optometrist for you, Doctor Octopus. <laughs> Superman leaves because he's like, oh shit! Like well, there's the, a typhoon. There's a typhoon that's going to hit the east. A tsunami that's going to eat. That's going to fuck up the eastern seaboard. Yeah. So Superman goes to f stop that, and Spider-Man's like, well, I have been proven legitimately throughout this book to be totally useless. <laughs> So how the fuck am I going to stop you? And then Doc Ock uses one of his remaining arms to, like, grab Spider-Man. So now he's totally fucked. Yeah. And, and, and Lex, like... also burst through the airlock, which should... It should, like, kill everybody. But, <laughs> yeah, but no. No. So, so then... What uh, the crap? So then Lex is like, Fuck you all! I'm killing everybody. And Spider-Man's like, You know, Doc, I know you don't want to kill everybody. You just no. want to be rich. And there's no point to being rich if there is no economy or people to spend money. Well, how and, is he going to make money from this scheme anyway? Well, I, I think the idea was that Lex was like, that Doc Ock was under the misapprehension people? that they were going to blackmail people for the uh, Earth. Okay. See, I that's the worst idea ever. Don't blackmail them. Just kill Spider-Man and Superman, mm -hmm. and then there's no superhero to stop you because clearly these are the best superheroes. Well, they're the best yeah. in this book. But well, every superhero's plan should start out with killing the heroes. But yes, it often it never does. does. Superman. Uh, Uses, like, sound to knock down the waves. Okay. Like he's, like, he either makes, like, a fucking, like, he either spins or he, like, breaks the sound barrier next goes, to the wave yeah, or something. He shatters the sound barrier. I mean, okay. that at least makes some kind of sense. Yeah. They all ooh for Terry. They all, yeah. So, uh, Superman saves the wave and Spider-Man uses, like, reverse psychology on Dr. Octopus. So, Doc Ock then helps Spider-Man fight Lex Luthor. Oh. And then Lex is so busy fighting Doc Ock that Spider-Man, like, fights Lex Luthor and, and he he's just, just a jackass. So, yeah. He just punches him in the face and then he wins. And that's it because it's a guy. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they both web up their respective villains and then leave. Uh, what about the girls? Oh, well, the girls were them. saved. They stayed in the bubble, and Superman like went and got it and just pulled the bubble from yeah. the spaceship. Is it explained at the, all? They don't show. No, it. they show the bubble. They show the bubble on it, Earth. Yeah. So we have to so assume that he okay. like carried got it. So then they both they both basically say like that was crazy, and Superman's like you bet. Later, yeah, and then Peter Parker and Mary Jane and Clark and Lois Lane go on a double date because they they're connected through their publishing houses because uh. like throughout the whole book. The guy who's in charge of the Daily Planet, which is owned by a TV station at the time, mm -hmm. and uh, J. Jonah Jameson just get wasted at a bar and complain about their like lousy employees, Peter Parker and Clark Kent. <laughs> uh, so at no point does Superman just be like, oh, well, clearly you were Spider-Man because I have X-ray vision, and when I saw you were wearing a mask, I just looked I through I just it. looked right through <laughs> it. He makes yeah. no attempt to explain that. No, he doesn't care. And it's funny because super because Peter Parker has no like doesn't know he's Clark Kent, but for some reason they go on a double date anyway. Well, they went to all this trouble to set up the like connection between like they meet at a at a at, at a, a reporters' convention more yeah, or less. So like 
there's a, like an exchange, like Peter Parker saves Lois Lane. Yeah, from, from falling. And then Lois like, always puts herself in danger. Yeah. And there's this funny moment where like Pete kind of flirts with her and she's like, I'm too old for you, honey. Yeah, well, Mary Jane gets all jealous yeah. and like starts like dissing Lois and she's like, whoa, pull the claws at MJ. <laughs> MJ cute, is a bit young for me. MJ is a firecracker. <laughs> so, yeah. And at no point after the incredible ordeal of being Do they both teleported... <laughs> No, being teleported away, yeah. being kidnapped and put into space, mm-hmm. yeah. and then brought back. They're just like, all right, well, now we can get to our double date, because that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're like, well, fuck that. Like, well, that was as far a crazy as our boyfriends work. know, everything's normal. Exactly. Does M- MJ doesn't know that he's Spider-Man, right? She's always known. Oh. The what? One, they used to live next door to each other, and one time she saw him crawl into Peter Parker's window and change. Oh, wow. And she kept it a secret the whole, like, for, like, decades oh shit i didn't know that yeah but and lois she... knows nothing about clark for a being while superman not yet okay yeah. and yeah no she reveals it to him later she's like i've always known like i think he re- i think he tries to now, like, they, did they retcon that or was that did they actually show like way back they didn't show well back they, they they retcon it okay but she's like and she kind of like is interested like she's like wow like you're kind of dangerous and that's fun but at the mm. same time she's also like but i'm not gonna marry you because like that's really fucking dangerous. Because right, you're right. a superhero, and that's going to be problems later. Yeah. Not gonna... But then they do. Like, because Pete proposes to her like three times. Oh, wow. And yeah. she turns him down twice? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's persistent. He is persistent. He's weirdly persistent. He's persistent to the point where it's almost like Stan Lee just wanted them to be married so that it would match up with them being married in his newspaper paper strip that he was writing at the time. <laughs> you know, but then we got a, like 20 years worth of really great stories out yeah. of you. But yeah, so that's it. There's a sequel to it in which Doctor Doom and the Parasite team up. Okay. Doctor Doom wants to siphon power from like Superman and Spider-Man through the Parasite. Wait, okay. Yeah. And the Parasite wants to betray Doctor Doom. Okay. And Superman and Spider-Man... Well, Superman saves the day and Spider-Man gets to watch. But this time Wonder Woman shows up and she gets kidnapped. Mm. And... She's the trophy at the end. All right, well, we're not talking about. But we're not talking about those. Who cares? We'll do that another time, maybe. The one that's really worth doing is the Teen Titans X Men crossover, which is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It was like they got the memo to do something cool and real. Well, that crossover actually makes sense. Yeah, it's two teen teams. Yeah. Who are who were also they were. They, by the way, they didn't all come out at the, in 1976. The mm-hmm, Spider-Man yeah. Superman crossover was in 76. Like Joker and Hulk came out like maybe a year or so later. Uh, then the sequel with uh, Superman and Spider-Man was like 81. And then the Teen Titans and uh, and X-Men were like 82, 83. Like is, it was after the Dark Phoenix saga. Is okay. their story called Apocalypse now? Yeah, because that's cool. Fucking <laughs> Dark Side resurrects the Dark Phoenix. Oh shit! It's fucking really cool. That's awesome. They actually use they use serious, continuity and shit, yeah. but then they completely disregard it to end the story. They're like, oh. "This is the fucking end," and it's like, "This is," re-. and it's written by Chris Claremont, who's like, "Yeah, I got nice. this shit." Uh, it's fucking spectacular. But we're not doing that one today. We're just doing the first epic superhero crossover of all time, which set the stage for many more. Uh, it looks cool. It looks cool. It's it looks cool. Silly. What happens is dumb. Really, <laughs> and it's so dated. Ah, the problem is, it's lame. so dated. Yeah, it, it, there's nothing timeless about it except nope. for the art. They took our girls. We'd better go get them and back. Spider-Man can't even admit that it's his girlfriend. Yeah, because it botches his secret identity. Wait a second. 
How did they steal these two girls then? They were talking to each other at the time. They, they were, were just right going to steal Lois. But they but happened, happened to be there. To be there. For no reason. Yeah. Well, you see, I, I steal Lois all the time, and Superman yeah, always shows up. that's kind of my go-to move. So yeah. I figure it works. And Doc's like, all right, well. Yeah, Doc's like, well, and we'll just have a spare Reddit, I guess. That sounds cool. Oh, look, Spider-Man's pissed. Oh, shit. Well, I wonder if I'll put two and two together. <laughs> nope, I'm dumb. My glasses! That fucking double-page <laughs> spread of Superman and Spider-Man, though, like, I was yeah. like, this is really cool. cool. It's a cool picture. It's a cool picture, but you're like, but your knowledge will be like, there's no fucking way that this can continue. It's a great picture. If someone would go in and erase all the words <laughs> and rewrite the whole thing. Yeah, you but, can't update, like, what's happening, though. No, the like, thing that... The dialogue for me is okay, but that's because I read comics that came out back then. Yeah, so it's and like, I'm like, it's yes! like this. Yeah. Like, Spider-Man calls people Buster. You know, like, there's... No, that far out, groovy. They say things like that. The This image, by the way, the cover of this book, which is timeless, um, which is this went through a couple of phases where they're like, okay, like, how do we show the... Because this is the first time we're going to see those two fight. And it's so epic that Alex Ross is like, look at this fucking image. And he painted it. And uh, he actually wound up using it in Secret Wars. Like, when in one of the images of like the universe shattering, yeah. he, like, took, like, this shot, like, of just Spider-Man and, like, maybe Superman's foot. Mm. And you're like, oh, did that happen? No. Man, I, I was so enamored with the idea of it. The concept of it is... The whole story. The story of, like, Stan and Carmine teaming up. The, the story of, like, how they decide which superheroes to use. And, yeah. like, which artists to pick. and the like behind the, the, the scenes. Behind the scenes. Yeah, all that shit way is more way more interesting than the actual comic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they should do a fucking documentary about just, like, the, about how this happened. And, like, how it continued to happen. Like, all the way up to, like, 1996 when they just stopped doing it. That is cool. Carmine still alive? No. Superman versus Spider-Man. I want to. I don't want to call this episode crossover classics, no, no. but it's a chapter from it. Superman gets top billing throughout the whole book. In, well, yeah. In both story and in the title. Yeah. That's because he does most of the work. I mean, yeah. That's fair. It's all the heavy lifting, yeah. and Spider-Man maybe does a couple things. Spider-Man talks down Doc Ock. In the sequel, well, Spider-Man gets his ass handed to him a bit. <laughs> yeah. In the sequel, Doctor Doom covers Superman in like kryptonite flakes or something, oh. and incapacitates him. And Spider-Man is also, like, shackled, but he shoots his web to cover Superman and then pulls the, like, dust the off. dust off of yeah. him. And thus, healing Superman so he can save the day. That He does more in that okay. than he does in the other one. That's cool. The uh, art is not I was, as good, though. I was a lint roller. Yeah. Thanks. Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Truly the greatest hero of Marvel. I'm amazing. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you guys next week with an all new episode of Back Issues. Thanks so much for watching. And hey, if you want to pick up the crossover classics, it's out of print and you can't have it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it never will be back in print. They're never going to do this again. You know go to, why? Go to some cons. You know why? Who, who gets half? I could get the bigger half. Oh, like, God. fuck you. And just do it again. There are multiple volumes, by the way, this crossover classics, which they didn't think they were going to do more. Then they were like, crossover classics too. With all the shit nobody likes. And then... <laughs> There's a couple of volumes you can be like, oh. They're all classics. Yeah, no. Not all of them. But you know how long it took me? Every time we go to the stash, they had it. And I was like, not today. Next time, baby. And then the last time I went, I went, I'm going to get it. So fucking person bought it already. I was going to say bidding starts at $1,500. No. I, no. Like, no. Because <laughs> I'll still have to buy this. Yeah, all right. $1,500, you're going to have it. I'm like, no. I'm not going to take your money. Anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you guys next week. I'm Sal. I'm Ethan. And I'm Ben. Ta-da. <laughs> up, up, and away.
webs away excelsior yeah i'm gonna shoot myself with a red radiation gun and then what are you gonna do get away from the story <laughs> i'm gonna turn the world back in time <laughs> before this was oh, written God. and i'm gonna shake no! them and be like just do it better <laughs> <laughs> try harder what the fuck is and that? And leave us not forget our villainous villains! And leave us not forget our villainous villains? Is yeah. that what they mean? And leave us not? Yeah, like, let's not leave this out. Let's not forget our Wouldn't villainous be, villains. And let us not forget our Yeah, but they're being more flowery with language. They're being and more... leave us not this! Yeah, they're, they're, they're punctuating it by being, like, just, just ridiculous. They're, the, a duel of titans is the chapter's name of the next one. Like, Yeah, look at all look at all of the incredible wording around all of this. They're like, really, it's incredible. I just I've never, I've literally never seen that before and leave us not. No, remember, leave us not into temptation? Oh, that's lead. That's lead. That's lead. Yeah. I don't know what this is. I don't I, know, honestly, I, I, I think, I, can't think of an I, I don't think that it's accurate hmm. in grammar, but I think that it's more like, like people said who that cares? Once, maybe. I I, it's more like they're just I think that, that that feels like a Stanley line to me. Yeah. It's like, but, I always thought it was leave. Let's just throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that said, I don't think that Stan nor Carmine edited these books. If it was two, in Leave Us Not Two, Our Villainous Villains, that would make sense. Why? No. Like, no. leave us not to their devices. Leave? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Leave us not to... Yeah, but yeah. it wouldn't mean the same thing that they're trying not to say. Not at all. Yeah. 